the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. Oh, that was uh, Merry Did You Know by uh, the group Pentatonics, and I just thought I'd play that for you. Just as an intro to our show tonight, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. I'll be with you for the next hour, taking your calls, talking about the Bible, and just giving honor and praise to God, and just seeking his will, seeking his power, seeking his strength, seeking him. Let's seek the Lord. You know, it's Christmas. Uh, it's, 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 it's Christmas Eve. It's, it's the day before Christmas Eve, and I just want to just honor God and praise him on this day that we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And, you know, that's the theme of our show tonight. Is Christ in your Christmas? Think about that. Is Christ in your Christmas? Is he part of your Christmas? Is he your Christmas? Because he is, he is, he is, he is your Christmas gift from our Heavenly Father. He was given to live a life on this earth. He came down from heaven, lived a life on this earth, a perfect life, and gave that perfect life as a sacrifice on the cross, that you and I might have eternal life. For whoever believes in the name of Jesus, whoever confesses with their mouth and believes in their heart that Jesus is Lord, shall be saved. You have that gift. And Christ, Christ should be, must be, in our Christmas. He's, 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 the Christ, he's our Christmas. Well, again, thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, I'm Sam Nicholas, and this is the Gypsy Christian Hour. We are a live program here in Glendale. We're, we're broadcasting from our Glendale station here at KKLA. So if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, if there's just something you want to pray about tonight, I encourage you, let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. And speaking that, I'm just reminded, we haven't opened the program in prayer yet. Let's, let's just ask the Lord right now to bless this next hour and that he would do all that he desires to do. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for this time that you've given us to come before your throne, to come into your presence. And I just pray, Lord, that that you would have your way for this next hour, that we would experience, Lord, your blessing, that we would experience your presence, that we would just be lifted up into your presence and just just have your way, Lord. Speak to us tonight in prayer, through prayer. Lord, heal and bless your people. In prayer, Lord, we seek you. In prayer, Lord, we seek your face. And Lord, in your word, we seek your truth. We just seek, Father, all that you desire to share with us tonight. Do all that you desire to do. Holy Spirit, take over. Take over this next hour is yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight for the Gypsy Christian Hour. We'll be here for the next hour taking your calls. So if you'd like to call in for prayer, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if there's something you want to pray about, something going on uh, in your life, in somebody's life that you just want to put before the Lord, I I, I, I just want to encourage you to call in tonight. The number is one 
888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, I just encourage you call in tonight and let's 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 just bring our our prayers. Let's just bring our needs uh, before the Lord and just uh, get 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 let's get get into His presence. You know, have you prayed this week? Have you sought the Lord this week at all? Well, let this be the beginning of your week in prayer. One eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, maybe you want to pray for for somebody who. Maybe you know somebody who, who hasn't given their life to the Lord yet. Let's bring them before the Lord, and let's ask God to just touch their hearts and reveal himself to them in a special way, that they would know the love of God, that they would know the Christ in Christmas and receive salvation. So call in tonight with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your Bible questions. Do you have a question about Christmas? You know, we're going to be talking about uh, about Christmas tonight and uh, uh, what, it, what what Christmas really means, the origins of Christmas, and is Christ in your Christmas? Do you make Christ a part of your Christmas? Is he in your home? Is he in your home? You know, the symbols of Christmas represent Christ, whether you know it or not. Even even Santa Claus, even even the, the 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 Christmas tree and all the decorations and everything that we do, almost everything that we do at Christmas can be traced to to Christ, to a Christian origin. So let's talk about that tonight. If you have a question about Christmas or any question about doctrine, theology, the Bible, anything you've heard or read or something you want to get a better understanding on, call in tonight. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Excuse me, that's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in. That's 1-888-995-5552. I want to remind you of Scripture tonight in Romans 8.37. I was called by a very good friend of mine this week who just wanted to share with me and, and remind me that we are never far from God's love. You know, God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's always with us, and he's always with you. If you're a Christian, if you've given your life to Christ, God loves you, and his love is never far from you. I read a scripture last week that God is near. God is not far. God is near. And I want to remind you of Romans 8.37. He says, but in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquered through him who loved us what's going on in your life right now what do you need to be what do you need to overcome what do you need to conquer is there a sickness a disease is there a circumstance a situation that you need to conquer well in all these things we are over we we overwhelmingly conquer not in our own strength not in our own power but in the power of jesus christ who loved us paul says for i am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, I was so thankful for that phone call from my friend to remind me that God loves me and God is never far from me, that he's with my family, he's with us always. He's with us in our in our darkest times He's with us in our brokenness. He's with us in every one of our situations or circumstances. He's never far. God loves you, and God wants you to know that he loves you. 
That's why he sent Jesus Christ. That's why we celebrate Christmas, because God loves you. God loves us. We are his, we are his and he is ours, and I just want to encourage you. God loves you, and he wants to be with you. He wants to reveal himself even more and more and more to you every day. So if you want to just get before the Lord tonight in prayer, if there's something you want to seek before the Lord tonight, call in. The number is one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. I have a couple of prayer requests that we just want to put before the Lord. Uh, Frank Midlow in Houston is in the hospital right now with uh, pneumonia. We want to pray for for Frank. We also want to pray for Angelo and his family. We want to pray for Daniel and Denise and Nicole, Sean, Joey, uh, and the kids. Uh, their mom went, uh, Angelo's wife went home, uh, Denise and Nicole, Daniel, their mom went home to be with the Lord a few weeks ago. And we just want to pray God's peace, God's comfort upon them. So Father, we just come before you and we bring the, we bring Angelo and his family before you, Lord. And we just ask Father that you would give them peace, that you would give them comfort, that you would be with them, that your grace and mercy would surround them, Father that your ministering angels would be with them, surrounding them, ministering to them, comforting them. Holy Spirit, comfort them and give them peace to know that you are not far, but you are so close, so near, and that you will give them all that they need, all that they desire, Lord. I pray for Frank in the hospital, Lord, that you'd heal him from pneumonia. Lord, that you'd just, Lord, that you'd just touch him, Father. Raise him up, Lord, in newness of life, in newness of health and vitality, Lord. So I just pray for Frank, that you would bless him, heal him, Lord. I pray for my grandson, Justin, Lord, that you would heal him, Lord, uh, from, what, from, 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 from this flu, Lord, that he's going through. And I just pray, Lord, your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want <clears throat> to get to the phone lines in just a second. Gary, Elizabeth, please keep holding. Don't hang up. I'll get to you in just a second. We're going to start taking phone calls. But I also wanted to remind you, that we get together every Friday night for prayer and for worship. We were together last night, and I just want to praise the Lord and thank God for the time we had in church last night. Um, we, uh, we, we had a, a beautiful Christmas service. Uh, there were eight people who got baptized last night. My son, JT, uh, was baptized. My grandson, Matthew, and, and, uh, and six others were baptized last night. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I just want to praise God, thank the Lord for the service last night. We had a beautiful time. It was a great time. But we get together every Friday night for prayer, for worship, for for God's Word. So come and join us at LA Gypsy Church in Arcadia on Friday nights for prayer, for worship, for fellowship. Uh, I just encourage you to come out and, and pray with us. Come out and seek the Lord with us. Uh, we'd love to have you come out and visit. We'd love for you to be a part of the Bible study. Uh, next week we'll be going back into 1 Corinthians, so get ready for that. And come and pray. Come and seek the Lord with us. We just seek the Lord. We come into his presence, and it is an awesome time anytime we come before the Lord. So I encourage you to come out to LA Gypsy Church at 805 North 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Every Friday night it's easy to get to. Take the 210 freeway into the Arcadia area, get off at Santa Anita, go north one block on Santa Anita to Foothill Boulevard, make a right, and then come one more block to First Avenue, make another right, 
and you'll see us on the right-hand side, the corner of Forest and First Avenue. Again, every Friday night, uh, we get together, prepare for worship uh, for God's Word. So come out and join us Friday nights at 8 p.m. Also, 10 a.m., uh, we get together for church services at the Hills Church, which is right there. It's the same place, 805 North First Avenue. Pastor Walter Hoffman is the pastor at the Hills Church. And we'll be having a candlelight service tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Uh, so come out. Uh, if you're looking for a church to visit or to make your home, we'd love for you to come out at 10 a.m. Uh, on uh, on uh, Sunday mornings. And then tomorrow night, uh, Christmas Eve, Sunday service will also be with Pastor Steve Johnson at his church in Temple City at 8 o'clock. So a lot of stuff going on, but really, really come out and be a part of church, whether it's Friday nights or or Saturday, excuse me, Friday nights or Sunday morning or Sunday evening. Make sure that you're in the Lord's house, especially this time of the year as we celebrate Christmas, as we celebrate the birth of Christ. We just encourage you to be in church, to, to, to really just make Christ don't make him part of your Christmas. He is your Christmas. And that's my question tonight. Is Christ in your Christmas? Well, with that, we're going to go to our phone lines and take some calls and pray for some people. Uh, the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, uh, and you just want to get before the Lord tonight in prayer, if you want to ask a question about Christmas or about the Bible, any Bible topic, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll seek the Lord. We'll seek the, God's word for you, for, for, for your question, uh, because the answer is in the Bible. You know, he's given us his word to just instruct us and comfort us and give us hope. So call in tonight with your Bible question. Call in tonight with your prayer request. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. I see on the message board, Carol called in. And her prayer request is for Holly. She wants to pray for Holly who has bipolar disorder. Well, Father, we come before you. And I thank you for Carol, Lord, who wants to stand in the gap for her friend Holly. So we pray for Holly, Lord, that you would heal her from bipolar disorder. Lord, there are so many suffering from this type of disease, whether it's bipolar or Alzheimer's or or, or depression. You know, so many people are getting are, are depressed during this time and so much sadness and things going on, Lord. So I pray for Holly, Father, that you would bless her with the joy of your Holy Spirit touching her life. Lord, I pray that you would guard her mind and guard her heart, that you would heal her, Lord, from bipolar. Lord, that you would just have your way, that it would be a mighty blessing for Holly. Father, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, that you would just enjoy the blessing of a mighty and awesome and powerful God who's able to do abundantly, exceedingly, beyond what we ask. And we ask, Lord, for her healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And with that, we're going to go to our first caller, and we're going to talk to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Well, I just had some questions. First of all, now that the capital is in in, uh, Jerusalem, where is the Wailing Wall? Well, the the capital of of Israel has been Jerusalem since the Six Day War, I believe. Uh, so it's been it's been it's been years that the capital has been in Jerusalem. The question is, has uh, has the rest of the world recognized that 
the capital of Israel is Jerusalem. And for the first time, uh, the United States has officially uh, recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. So as far as Israel is concerned, it's been their capital for years. And the Wailing Wall there? Well, yes, the, 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 the Wailing Wall, or, or the, the Western Wall, as it's now called, has always been in, in Jerusalem. And it was part of the outer wall of the temple. It, it's not part of the temple, but it's, it's, it's part of uh, the temple area where the temple once stood. The temple was destroyed in 70 AD. And that wall is the only thing that exists uh, that was originally there. And uh, is that what's <clears throat> going to be rebuilt when he comes? Well, the, 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 he comes? the book of Revelation tells us that the temple will be rebuilt. The temple will be, in the end times, the temple will be rebuilt and they will begin uh, actually uh, sacrificing animals again in the temple for the forgiveness of, of, of sins. And that's uh, when the Antichrist will also uh, reveal himself. I'm on the phone. And we will, and we, and not we, but those who are left after the rapture will uh, will witness the, the the beast setting up the uh, the statue of the Antichrist and 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 uh, requiring everyone to worship. So it's, it's, there's a lot of things that are going to happen, um, and I believe that uh, the book that we're in the end times. We're not in the <coughs> time of Revelation yet, but we're very close. We're not in the tribulation yet. I don't believe we're in tribulation. But we are okay. very close to the rapture of the church and the beginning of the time of tribulation. Okay, and then my other question was, they were discussing, I understand that uh, it was a virgin birth and everything, but they were uh, discussing, well, was the egg and the sperm, was that also miraculous? Or what was used well, for the egg and the sperm? Everything about Jesus' birth was miraculous. And we don't know the technical things that happened, but, but the, the angel told Mary that the Holy Spirit would overshadow her and that she would bear a son, that she would have a child. And, of course, she was a virgin, uh, and uh, this was a miraculous birth. But nobody uh, and knows. Nobody, we, we don't know the process that the Holy Spirit took okay. in, 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 in Jesus' birth, uh, Jesus' conception. But we know that Mary was a virgin, we know that the Holy Spirit overshadowed her, and that he is the Son of God. It was a miracle. He didn't have an earthly father. You know, uh, Jesus is the second person of the Trinity. Jesus is uh, God incarnate. He is uh, the, the, the God. He is God who took on flesh and came to earth and was born of a virgin, as predicted in prophecy. You know, the Bible predicted in prophecy that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. He would be born in Bethlehem, and he would be called uh, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen? Yes, yes, but but see, these these were discussing, like, how could it be, if it was her egg, it, it's not, you know, it's not... Um, well, he was, you know, he, the Bible doesn't tell us technical things like that or the process on how jesus was conceived except that he was conceived by the will of god through the power of the holy spirit if you go back uh to luke you'll see that the the angel told mary that the the holy spirit would come upon her and that she would bear a son and that he would be the son of god and and now my my personal request i i am blind i had macular degeneration 
when you have that, you get mm-hmm. hallucination. That's a medical flat. Mm-hmm. You get hallucinations. About half the people who have macular degeneration get hallucinations. And mm-hmm. lately, I've been, uh, I've gotten them since I went blind six years ago. But lately, it's been like for about three, four, four about four days now. And I would ask that you would uh, pray that the Lord would remove them, Amen. if it is His will. Amen. Father, I thank you for Elizabeth. I thank you for her inquiring mind, Lord, and seeking you out in your word. The answers to her questions, Lord, are in your word, Father, and we thank you, Lord. And I pray, Father, for Elizabeth, Lord, that, Father, that you would heal her, that you would relieve her, Father, of these hallucinations, Lord. Father, you said that you would guard our hearts and guard our minds, and that the peace of God would be upon us when we pray. And when we seek you, Father, you said, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God, and the God of peace will guard your mind and guard your heart. So I just pray, Lord, that you would guard Elizabeth's mind. Father, that you would relieve her from any hallucinations, Lord. Father, whether it's medical, whether it's spiritual, whatever's going on, Lord, whatever's causing these hallucinations, Father, I just pray, Lord, that you, that you, Lord, through your power, through your strength, and your grace and your mercy, would bless her, Father, with perfect health. Lord, and even that you would heal her eyes, Lord. Lord, that you would relieve her, Lord, from this. I know, Lord, that that the doctors say there's no cure for macular degeneration. But we have a God who's able to do abundantly, exceedingly beyond what we ask, Lord. And you could create a miracle, Father. And like Elizabeth said, if it is your will, if you would be glorified, And if it would be, Lord, according to your desire, I pray for total healing. Lord, that you would restore her eyesight, Father. But most of all, that you would relieve her, Lord, of any type of hallucination. And that her mind, Lord, would be focused on you. That her thoughts, Lord, would be inspired by you. And that you, Holy Spirit, would just fill her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, that she would experience a blessed time with you. Blessed thoughts from you, Lord. And, Lord, that you would give her, Father, dreams, thoughts, and visions of a holy God who loves her and gave his son for her. We pray according to your will, Lord, and your desire for Elizabeth. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Elizabeth. Thank you for your call, and Merry Christmas. May the Lord bless you. Thank you. Good night. Amen. Good night. And if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a prayer that you'd like to put before the Lord, if you have a question like Elizabeth that you'd like to ask, you know, I'll do my best to, to help you and seek the Lord's word uh, for the answer to your question. So call in tonight. The number is one 995 That's one 995 Another easy way to remember is 888 888- 995-KKLA. Call in tonight with your prayer request. Call in tonight with your, with your question. Call in tonight with your praise report. If you were at the church last night and uh, the Lord just blessed you or touched you, if you have a testimony or anything and you want to glorify the Lord in any way, let us know what the Lord's done for you. Let us know how the Lord has blessed you, how the Lord has answered your prayers. Call in tonight. The number is one 995 Fifty-five, fifty-two. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Gary. Hi, Gary. You're on the air. You're on. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you? Hi, Sammy. Uh, it's good to talk to you. Um, I've just got a question. I 
I keep um, getting into a debate with my um, ex-wife over different things, but we have a we have a pretty good uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mainly, it comes down to um, this time of year. It starts with Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then then Easter. Um, she we always used to celebrate them, you know, with great joy and whatever um, in our years of marriage and. But it, in the last uh, few years, she has uh, refused to celebrate uh, Thanksgiving or or Christmas or Easter because she says, uh, number one, she says, uh, show me where they are in the Bible, and I will celebrate them. Uh, she uh, she goes to a, a Messianic uh, church now, so she. Uh, only celebrates the um, appointed festivals, uh, you know, that the uh, God gave to the uh, mm-hmm. Jews, and uh, she just uh, sh- she keeps bringing up the, you know, that Christmas is just from pagan origins, and uh, and uh, that uh, we've got uh, Santa and we've got Christmas trees and. And uh, December 25th, he wasn't born on December 25th, and I, mm-hmm. I try to tell her that it doesn't matter what exact day he was born. That's the day we we celebrate it. Right. So I'm just um, so I and I try to even bring up you know uh, in Luke uh, where the Christmas story is and whatever, but mm-hmm. she says it doesn't doesn't say in the Bible and and. Uh, Jesus doesn't want us, uh, doesn't command us uh, to celebrate his birth. His birth. Well, um, let me start with Thanksgiving. And she's right. There's no uh, scripture in, 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 in the Word of God that says to celebrate uh, a day in November. But the Bible teaches us in all things to give thanks to God. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it, it, I mean, how many scriptures can I quote that says, be thankful, in all things rejoice, in all things be thankful to God. Uh, uh, it, it says, uh, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer, and supp- through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And if you if you trace the, 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 the origin of the day, this Thanksgiving, it, it, the pilgrims thanked God for getting them through a terrible winter and saving them through a terrible winter. And they were rejoicing that they had food and that at least half of them made it through the winter. And you think about it, half of them died off. Half of them uh, died during the, 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 the terrible winter months that they had. But they were the ones that, that, that got through it were thankful and giving thanks to God for getting them through the winter and, and surviving. Uh the the day the day when uh, when Thanksgiving became a holiday, uh, President Lincoln proclaimed that on the last uh, Thursday of of November that we would take a day and just give thanks to God. And why did he do that? Because we were in the in the midst of a civil war, and he wanted to give the nation hope. He wanted to give them a day to be thankful to God. To give to, to to make it Thanksgiving to you know because others you know they were celebrating Thanksgiving uh, in, in remembrance of the Pilgrims, but it wasn't an official holiday yet. And a, President Lincoln made it an official holiday throughout the United States that we would take a day and just thank God and be prayerful and and give thanks to God 
for his blessings and, and for who he is. So it's in accordance with the Bible. It's a day that's in accordance with the Bible, a command of God to be thankful in all things, even in your darkest times, even when you're going through the most difficult situations. And what was more difficult than a civil war going on in the 1800s, the 1860s? This country was steeped in, in war, uh, brother against brother, father against son. It was, it was a terrible time in the nation's history uh, that we were going through. And, 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 and it, President Lincoln took the time to say, let's make this an official holiday where we give thanks to God. And I believe that that's in accordance with the Word of God. As far as Christmas is concerned, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us doesn't command us to celebrate Christmas. But look at the three Magi. Or, or let's look at the Magi. I don't know if there was just three. There could have been more. But look at the Magi. They came over 800 miles they traveled uh, to come and celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. They came so far. They came at the, at the risk of their own lives, traveling 800, uh, close to 800 miles or more than 800 miles from their homeland to come and give gifts and celebrate the birth of the Messiah that they saw his star. They saw his star in the sky and they realized that the birth of the Messiah, the Savior of the earth, was about to happen. And they followed that star and came and gave gifts to Jesus Christ. So isn't that... Uh, uh, an example to celebrate the birth of Christ, no matter what day it is, you know. And you talk about the Christmas tree, and you talk about Santa Claus. These, you know, I, I've got I've got notes and I've got stories here that I'm going to just share tonight about how every uh, symbol of Christmas, almost I shouldn't say every, but almost every symbol of Christmas can be traced back to to the love to, to loving God, loving Christ. Uh, I'll just give you a, a, a quick a, a quick rundown of the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree is not a pagan uh, ritual. It's a Christian example of the the, the life that we have in, in Jesus Christ. Uh, a Christmas tree was the, the 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 fir or the evergreen was chosen because it never dies. Do you know that it's green all year long? It never dies. It's a symbol of the everlasting life that we have in Jesus Christ. And that's why they adorned uh, this tree through the centuries uh, with different types of decorations to symbolize the everlasting life that we have in Jesus Christ. Martin Luther, the great reformer, was traveling one night and he saw uh, the stars twinkling through the, the, the trees uh, uh, of, uh, in the forest. And he was inspired to take the Christmas tree and decorate it with, with candles symbolizing the light that Jesus Christ brought into the dark world. So all of the, almost all of the symbols that we have of Christmas, you know, I've got notes here. Um, the Christmas tree symbolizes eternal life that we have in Jesus Christ, John ten twenty eight. 28. Uh, the, the colors of Christmas. The red in Christmas represents the blood of Christ, Romans 5, 9. The white in Christmas, his purity and holiness, Hebrews seven twenty six. Green in Christmas represents eternal life, uh, again, John ten twenty eight. So, So the symbols of Christmas all reflect the glory of God in Jesus Christ. So does that kind of give you some things to talk to her about and kind of just just go over and try and just point her in the direction because the symbols of Christmas are there for a reason. They're there to point us to Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ would be in our Christmas.
Yes, that uh, that helps out a lot, Sammy. I was I was uh, frantically writing down, uh, taking notes while you were talking there, and uh, any anything that I because I don't like to debate around the issue because I I think we should be focusing on mm-hmm. uh, Jesus this time this time of year, especially. I mean, not that we shouldn't every day of the year, but uh, it it I'm just. I just need some references that I can show her, and hopefully she will, um, you know, listen. And mm-hmm. how about this? You want to give her a scripture? <clears throat> Let's give her this scripture to think about. Colossians two sixteen says, "Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival." or a new moon, or a Sabbath day, things which are a mere shadow of what is to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. He's telling us here, don't let anybody judge you on what days you celebrate, on what days, uh, on what food you eat, or on what you drink. Don't, don't let anybody judge you according, judge you in regard to food, drink, or respect to a festival. What are we doing on Christmas? We are celebrating a day. We're celebrating a festival. The festival of the birth of Jesus Christ. We're celebrating a day of thanksgiving. So don't let anybody judge you about a new moon, a Sabbath, a festival, the food you eat, or what you drink. Because they're all mere shadows of what's to come. And Jesus Christ is the one who's coming. As long as you do what you do, to glorify the name of God, and how about this? How about how about First uh, uh, Corinthians ten thirty one? Do all to the glory of God, and whatever you do, whether you eat or drink or or or, or 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 celebrate, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. If you're celebrating Christmas to give God glory, if you're celebrating Thanksgiving to give Him thanks, then we're fulfilling. The command in First Corinthians ten thirty one to in all that we do to do it to the glory of Jesus Christ. Okay, Gary. Thank you, Sammy. Yes, I hope that helped, man. I really do. And you'll like you said. Don't you don't want to debate her. Don't don't get into a, a, a debate, but just try and lovingly, respectfully, point her into the direction of glorifying Jesus Christ in all that we do, in all that we say, in all that we think. We want to glorify Jesus Christ and give him uh, praise, honor, and glory. Amen? Amen. All right, man. God bless. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Monica. Hi, Monica. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. My name is Monica. Well, thank you for calling the Gypsy Christian Hour, Monica. How can we be of help tonight? Um, I wanted to know if you could pray for my friend, Daniel. Okay. I wanted to know if you could pray for a family that has kind of disappeared out of the picture, that they're being helped, Mm -hmm. and that the Lord is leading them in a good way. And I wanted to pray for peace to this community. It's been happening and that there's no more fighting. Amen. Father, we just come before you. And I thank you for Monica, Lord, and her desire, Lord, to seek you out 
for the needs in her life and the needs in others' lives, Lord. We stand in the gap, Lord, for this, for this, uh, for Daniel, Lord. We stand in the gap, and we ask your blessing. We ask your healing. We ask, Lord, that you would do abundantly, exceedingly, beyond what we ask, Lord, in his life, Father, that you would just bless Daniel and that he would know the blessing of a mighty and awesome God. We pray for this family who seemed to disappear, Lord. We don't know where they are. We don't know their circumstances or their situation. But Monica knows the family, Lord, and she just wants to bring them before you. I just join her right now to bring this family before you, to just seek your blessings, Lord, and your 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 power upon their life, Lord. Protect them and guard them, Lord, and just do abundantly beyond what we ask, Lord, for them. And we pray for peace, Lord. We pray that there would be peace that there would be no harm, Lord, that there would be, that you would restrain evil, Lord, and that there would be peace, Father. Lord, that we would enjoy the peace of a mighty and awesome God. Lord, I thank you, Father, for all that you do. I thank you for all that you desire to do, for Daniel, for this family, and that there would be peace in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. God bless you, Monica. Merry Christmas. Thanks for calling. Good night. Uh, we're going to take another call quickly and talk to Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah, what's going on? Hey, Sammy, how you doing? Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. How can we? Uh, I wanted you to. I wanted you to pray for Christmas, and uh, I wanted you to pray for Nancy because Nancy's back in the hospital and she had to have another two stints in her heart. Okay, let's pray right now, Father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. Lord, that we can come before you and bring our desires and bring our needs before you. And we bring the need for Nancy. We bring this need before you, Lord, and we ask, Lord, that you would bless Nancy, that you would heal her heart, Lord, that you would heal her, Lord, and that she would know the blessings and the healing, the awesome touch of a mighty, powerful God. Lord, touch Nancy, heal her heart. Bless Lonnie, Lord, and give him peace and strength, Lord, and the faith, Lord, to just continue to hold on to you, Lord. Lord, you're going to do it. I know you will do according to your will for Nancy, Lord, and your will is perfect. Your love for her is perfect, Lord. And I know, Father, that you will do all that you desire to do. Let your perfect will be accomplished for Nancy, for Lonnie, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, and I pray for Christmas, Lord, that you would be the center of our Christmas, that you would provide for everyone's need in Christmas, Lord, and that all things would be done for your glory, in your praise and honor, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Sammy. So, so you're going to be tomorrow. You're going to be at the church tomorrow. I will be in the morning over at Hills Church, and then in the evening we're going to go visit Pastor Steve Johnson and have. Okay, breakfast. I'll be there tomorrow. I'd okay. like to say hello to you. Well, let's do that. I'll be looking forward to seeing you, Jeremiah. God bless you, my friend. God bless you, sir. God bless. Well, praise the Lord. You know, uh, time the time passes so quickly, and we've got so little time left. But I just wanted to get into. A couple of things about, you know, is Christ in your Christmas? Really? Is Christ in your Christmas? What is your Christmas all about? Is it about the tree and the presents and the and, 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 and things that, that, that normally, the shopping. How about the shopping? You know, does, does shopping get you down? Are you getting depressed? Are you getting upset? Are you getting frustrated? Well, let me tell you something. When Christ is in your Christmas... You know, the frustration, the stress, you know, it's still there. But you've got a better way to deal with it because you're focusing on Jesus Christ. Is Christ the center of your Christmas? Well, let me tell you something. He's been, he is, he's been and he is the center of Christmas. 
whether he's the center of your Christmas or not, he is Christmas. It's the Christ in Christmas. And don't ever feel uh, hesitant to say Merry Christmas. You know, we don't say Happy Holidays. You know, we want to wish everybody, we hope that the holidays are, are happy and, and, and peaceful and everyone enjoys the holidays. But let's remember the Christ in Christmas. Don't, 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 don't take the, the, the lead from the world, but take the lead from the Bible. Make sure Christ is the center of your Christmas. And how do you do that? How do you make Jesus the center of Christmas? How do you make, make sure that Christ is in your Christmas? By focusing on him and all the things that represent Christmas to us, whether it's gifts, you know, and the, the, the tradition of gifts came from the birth of Christ. The Magi came to find the Messiah. And when they found the Messiah, they brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And they brought these gifts and they offered these gifts as their devotion, as a symbol of their devotion to the Messiah, as their symbol of their love and their desire to see him at his birth. And it took a while. This took some determination on their part to get there. You know, they didn't show up on the on the night that Christ was born. It, it could have been anywhere from six months to two years after his birth that they showed up. So they traveled at least six months when they saw his star. You know, they traveled at least six months. It's thought that they traveled anywhere from six to eight months to get there. But it could have been up to two years before they actually got to the house in Bethlehem where Jesus was. Because it says uh, that they entered the house. He was no longer uh, uh, in, 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 in that cave or in that manger that did, where he was born. He was now in a house. And they entered the house and they saw Jesus and they presented their gifts. So whether it's the gift giving or whether it's the, the, the Christmas tree, we talked a little bit about the Christmas tree already, or whether it's even Santa Claus, you know, well, let's let you know before we talk about Santa Claus. Let's talk about the day that Jesus was born. You know, this is the day that we celebrate Jesus's birth. Luke two one to seven says, "Now it came about in these days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius or Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all." were proceeding to register for the census, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. And And it came about that while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, through this whole story, it doesn't tell us when Jesus Christ was born. It doesn't give us a month, and it doesn't give us the day. The Bible does not tell us the exact date for the birth of Christ. We know, though, we know 
We know that we know it was not on December the 25th. Even though we celebrate Christ's birth, even though we celebrate Christmas on December the 25th, we know that this is not actually the date that Jesus was born. How do we know this? Well, Joseph and Mary would not have been traveling because during this time because Rome would not make people travel during December. It's too cold. You know, the cold weather would keep them from traveling, and Rome would not put that kind of that much of a burden because it wouldn't be to their advantage. People wouldn't be able to travel. It would be hard for people to travel. So he, Rome would not have them traveling during the month of December. So we know that. We also know by Luke two eight, it says, "And the same in the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night." Shepherds would not be out in the fields in December. It would be too cold to keep sheep out in that type of, in that, at, at that time of year. This was not a common practice. Shepherds were not out in the fields from March to early October. I'm sorry, the shepherds were. They would be out in the fields from March to early October. So Jesus would have been born somewhere uh, during the time of springtime to early fall. So it would not be in winter. It would be somewhere between March to October that Jesus was born. And the year, the year that Jesus was born, we don't know. We're not sure. It would have been no later than 4 BC because Herod died that year. And Herod was alive during the birth of Jesus Christ. So we need to remember that even though we don't know the date, even though December 25th was a chosen date to, to, to celebrate Jesus' Jesus's birth, the date is not important. The day is important. The day, the day, we, we take a day and we celebrate the birth of our Lord. We celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. It is important. It isn't important the day or the date that we do it. It's important that we do do it. It's important that we take the time to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. We're not celebrating Christmas, people. We're celebrating Christ, the birth of our Lord and Savior, the day that Jesus, that, that God sent his son into this world to live a perfect life and to die a sacrificial death. You know, we, we celebrate Christmas, but really and truly we should be celebrating, and I hope you are celebrating, the birth of Jesus Christ. Oh, to celebrate him, to glorify him on this day is the purpose of Christmas. You know, and even the name, the word Christmas, and I hate that they don't use Christmas. You know, they don't use the word Christmas in advertising, or, or and they don't say Merry Christmas. And a lot of uh, 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 for, for political correctness, they say Happy Holidays. Well, yeah, we could say Happy Holidays, and you should wish people, you know, Happy Holidays, but don't forget to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. You know, we specify Christmas because the Christ of Christmas. And the word Christmas, you know, the name Christmas comes from the Old English. And it's a compound word. It's two words put together. You know, the, the church would celebrate the Christ Mass on the December, on December the 25th. There would be the Christ Mass or the preaching about Christ and his his uh, his birth, the advent of Jesus Christ. The first time we see it recorded in history is in the year 1038. 
So the word Christmas has been around since the year 1038, almost a thousand years. People have been using the word Christmas because of the Christ Mass. Christ is in Christmas. Christ is all, Christmas is all about Jesus Christ and we should never forget that. Make sure that Christ is in your Christmas. You know, we talked a little bit about the Christmas tree. You know, that in the 16th century, you know, 16th century Germany, fir trees were decorated both indoors and outdoors. They were decorated with apples and roses and gilded candies, uh, colored paper. You know, in the Middle Ages, a popular religious play depicted the story of Adam and Eve's expulsion from the Garden of Eden using a, a, a tree, a fir tree hung with apples, was used to symbolize the Garden of Eden, the paradise tree. The play ended with the prophecy of the coming Savior and and was often performed during the Advent season, which is the season that they celebrated the birth of Christ. You know, uh, the Protestant reformer Martin Luther first adorned trees with light. He was the first one to put lights on a tree. He put candles on. It says, while coming home one December evening, the beauty of the stars shining through the branches of a fir inspired him to recreate the effect by placing candles on the branches of a small fir tree inside his home. So the great reformer Martin Luther was the first one to decorate a tree with candles, with lights. But do you have lights on your tree tonight? Do you have lights? Well, those were inspired by a man who loved the Lord and thought of the light that Jesus Christ brought into the world when he was coming home one evening. He saw the beauty of the stars shining through the branches of a fir, a fir tree. And he was inspired. So those lights that are on your tree tonight are a symbol of the light that Jesus Christ brought into this world. And we remember it because Martin Luther started that tradition. You know, the Christmas tree was first brought to England by Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert, from his native Germany. Again, we have Germany. It says, the famous illustrated news etching or picture in 1848 featuring the royal family of Victoria, Albert, and their children gathered around a Christmas tree in Windsor Castle popularized the tree throughout Victorian England. So, the, the, the practice of, of bringing a Christmas tree, of decorating a Christmas tree for Christmas was popularized in England by the, by the, by, by, by the Queen. And it was brought to America by Pennsylvania Germans in the 19th century. Brought to America because, again, this was inspired by Martin Luther, the reformer. The Christmas tree is also important because it is the evergreen tree, representing the everlasting life that comes through Jesus Christ. Now, how can you make Christ the center of your Christmas? By knowing these things, by talking about these things, by discussing these things with people, you know, you know, bringing it up in conversation, teaching your children. Do you know why we have a tree in our house? Do you know why we're decorating a Christmas tree? Is because of Jesus Christ. Make sure Christ is in your Christmas. 
You know, I can, if I had more time, I would go through the whole story of how Santa Claus, how the legend of Santa Claus uh, uh, became popular for Christmas. You know, Santa Claus was a real person. The origin of Santa Claus begins in the 4th century with a man uh, named Nicholas. He was a bishop in Myra, in present-day, a city called Myra, present-day Turkey. Uh, he was a, it says he was a generous man devoted to children. And after his death, around 340 A.D. So the legend of this man started in the uh, in the 300s, you know, 340 A.D. That's, you know, you know that, that, that's 1,700 years ago. It says that uh, in Belgium, in Belgium, he is the patron saint of children and travelers. Thousands of churches across Europe were dedicated to him, and sometime around the 12th century, an official church holiday was created in his honor. The Feast of St. Nicholas was celebrated December the 6th, and the day was marked by gift-giving and charity. You know, the, uh, the, um, the legend of Santa Claus can be traced back hundreds of... Well, look at that. We're out of time. Can you imagine that? But this was a man best known for his love of children and he would show his love by giving gifts anonymously and I wish I had more time to share you to share with you the, the legend of Santa Claus and, and of Saint Nicholas and how he became Santa Claus and how he came to, to Europe and how his legend grew but Santa Claus was a real person he was a Christian and he loved the Lord. He loved Jesus and he loved to give to children. He loved children and it was because of his love for Jesus. Jesus was a center, was the center of his life and the center of his Christmas. Is Jesus the center of your Christmas? Is Jesus in your Christmas? I encourage you, sit and talk with your children. Talk with them about Jesus Christ. We all know the story of his birth. You can go to Luke and just read them the story. You know, if you don't want to talk about the Christmas tree or Santa Claus, that's fine. But know that most all of the symbols of Christmas point to Jesus Christ. And we should be pointing to Jesus Christ. We should be uh, uh, talking about his birth. We should be talking about what Christmas is really about. So my question to you, is Christ in your Christmas? And if he's not... Make him the center of your Christmas. Make sure Jesus is in your Christmas. Don't forget that he loves you. That he came into this ugly world. Think of what Jesus left in heaven to come into this sinful, ugly world and live his life so that he might die on a cross to save us from our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son so that whoever should believe in him, trust in him, would not perish, but have eternal life. And I just pray that you would accept Jesus. If you haven't accepted Jesus yet, then accept him tonight. Well, God bless you. Merry Christmas. We'll see you Friday night and back here next Saturday night here at KKLA. God bless you and good night.